Darko, what's going on, baby? It's been a long week, my brother. It's still long. It, the week, the week just getting started, bro. It's Monday. <laughs> I, I'm talking about since Thursday. You know what I mean? It's... I, I know. That's my point. It's like a extra. It's like four extra days up in that joint. We just gotta like, you know, you just gotta wait, man. But come Sunday, it's redemption time, yo. I, I, I really believe it's redemption time. It's, it's time for the 49ers to get back to the to their ways of football, man. But you know, we're going to break all that stuff down for you guys on the Nitty Gritty Niners show. Thanks so much for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for following us each and every week, man. Being big supporters, man. Welcome to more hoes than Swiss cheese. <laughs> Don't ask me how we came up with the name. <laughs> but uh, the cheese has got it, man. They got, they got us on Thursday night, Donnie. They got us on Thursday night, man. And, you know, we all we all needed a break. From just 49ers, period. I think everybody out there needed a break because we were starting to go at each other and it was just not looking good, man. So uh, we're going to fix that up, man. I believe we're going to travel to New Orleans and get the job done. But Donnie, you feeling good, baby. How you feeling, man? That's all that matters, bro. I'm glad to be back on the show, man. Feels like it's been a while. It's been a long time. For real. How you been, man? How's life over there? Man, life is good, man. You know, just some... uh, some homeowner issues, you know, some things we got to tackle here at the home and some power things, you know what I'm saying? So uh, hopefully we get that nipped in the bud before Sunday, you know what I'm saying? But uh, other than that, man, life's been good, man, doing a little little gigging, you know, a few shows out there, man, make some extra dough, you know what I'm saying? But yo, enough of all that, man. Let's kick off these formalities, baby, and let's get this show popping. Yo, if you're on Facebook, make sure you like and follow us at Nitty gritty niners yo check this out we even got a group that we started so there's a facebook group called nitty gritty niners make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the group on facebook as well because we're going to be putting that cool old good old news content up there man and we want you guys to chat you know what i'm saying we want you guys to interact with us you know and and, and things like that we're gonna have some moderators up there that's gonna keep the stuff flowing so that's nitty gritty niners all you gotta do is type it in search groups search nitty gritty niners and then bam it should pop up become a member today all right, listen, we on we on Twitter too, baby. That's at Nitty Gritty, the number nine ERS. Again, that's Nitty Gritty, the number nine ERS. You know we be popping those Facebook photos, man. Donnie be creating all these crazy cool, you know, photos and, and videos, man. Make sure you guys go ahead and give us a follow at Nitty Gritty Niners on IG. Do that one time for your boy. Yo, R, thanks to you, our YouTube channel is starting to pop. 
I truly appreciate you. Donnie truly appreciates you. Listen, go subscribe to us on YouTube at Nitty Gritty Niners. While you're there, smash that like button one time for the one time. Just smash it, like it. That's a thumbs up. Me, you, you, me. Go ahead and get that smash on, man. Listen to all our listeners. That people that listen to us. You know, they like to they put us on at 8 o'clock in the morning in their car on their way to work. Listen, we're on Anchor.fm. We got our own channel, Nitty Gritty Niners. Make sure you go to anchor.fm backslash nitty gritty niners for your one-stop shop for all, all of your streaming tech services, man. I promise you they got Apple Podcasts, they got Stitcher, they got Spotify. Whatever it is that you like and you cater to, it's there. If it's not there, go ahead and listen to us right there on Anchor, man. It's free, doesn't cost you a penny, and we truly appreciate all the support on anchor.fm. Listen, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, please. Leave that five, five, five dollar. No, no, I say five dollar for long. Leave that five star rating for us guys one time, man. And please go ahead and leave a review. We truly appreciate that as well. And last but not least, if you need to get in contact with us, you know what I'm saying? Email us at nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. With Donnie is pointing right there. Formalities are over. We're going to have some talk time. Hopefully people want to call in. They want to get the, you know, I don't think a lot of people got a chance to vent. So I'm hoping this is not a vent show because I think this is going to be a redeemed show because I think we should start looking forward going down to New Orleans and giving the who that something that they can feel, Donnie. Giving them something. I'm with that, man. Give them that same who that we gave them last year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a tough game, man. And crazy thing is the, the piece that we're missing, that there's a couple of pieces we're missing, you know, and, and we're missing we're missing Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously. We're missing Emmanuel Sanders. We're missing Nick Bosa. You know, we're missing D Ford, who played a few plays in that game as well. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit different going down there. You know what I mean? But, guys, we got a crazy show to get to, man. We got some news for you. We want to break stuff down. Donnie, you want to kick off the news segment or you, or, or you want me to go ahead and, and, and bust it down real quick and then you just jump in like we playing double dutch even though we ain't never played double dutch in our entire lives you know, <laughs> you know what man go ahead and uh kick off i got uh, because the one I, the one i'm gonna bring in is gonna be a little bit controversial so All right. say less say less i tell you what we'll kick off the news just like this ladies and gentlemen if you don't know you know that Kendrick Bourne was on the COVID list last week. And because he was on the COVID list and became in contact with some of the other players, a lot of people got to miss this game. Four people to be exact. Debo wasn't going to be playing, so we can say three people. Kendrick Bourne being one of those. Uh, we can say that Brandon Ayuk and our starting left tackle, Trent uh, Williams, had to miss the game against the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night football. Now, text came back, false positive, which if I'm not mistaken that means negative which means he really didn't have covid so this is something that we definitely got to address because i'm like wait a minute and then news alert today just a few hours ago he's back on the covid list and i'm saying i thought his tests were negative so what's really going on donnie how do you feel about this whole covid situation is it the nfl really trying to give us a stab because they don't want us to beat new orleans they clearly didn't want us to beat green bay now we got to play Drew Brees. And what's going on, baby? You know, it, you said it best. Like you said, false positive. Notice you didn't say negative at the beginning. A false <laughs> positive means they messed up somewhere. You know what I mean? They A positive came up and it turns out they were wrong about it. 
So this whole, I, I, I really, I don't pretend to understand the NFL's logic on COVID. You got a, a bunch of guys sweating and, and probably saliva flying left and right that don't got to wear masks, but you can find Kyle Shanahan $130,000 for pulling his down real quick. You know, ugh, man, I could go all day about this, man. Like, but I, I'm, I'm wondering where, where and why. It, I keep bringing it up, man. Your conspiracy, the injury conspiracy. This is going to go right along with that, man. Crazy, man. It's, it's, it's stupid, crazy right now, and it's just like, how much more could go wrong with the San Francisco 49ers? Like, how much? more can go wrong how much more can go on evidently the things that are going on are are pretty negative you know the 49ers can't seem to get into a groove they can't keep players healthy not only can't they keep players healthy now they're dealing with COVID all of a sudden COVID pops up strikes the 49ers and it's just like ah man and and we're talking about Kendrick Bourne who's definitely an energy piece on that offense and now he's back on the COVID-19 list and there's a possibility he may not be able to play this Sunday depending on if he's able to clear the list or not so stay tuned for news on Kendrick Bourne that's going to be something to watch but check this out Donnie the question that I had was yo players got COVID why can't they postpone the game till Sunday or Monday, or hell, Tuesday. Now, I know you and I have watched football on a Tuesday in the 2020 season. We've watched the game on Tuesday night. we watched the doubleheaders on Monday night. Now, why couldn't they postpone this game to that Sunday or to that Monday or even that Tuesday? Had they done that, with their tests coming back false positive, meaning the NFL screwed up, had they done that, Trey Williams... If Debo was cleared to play because of his injury, he would have been able to play. And obviously, Brandon Ayuk, our number one wide receiver, would have been suiting up. And I think it would have been a, a big difference in that game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, the reason? Uh, it's because it's the Niners. The NFL hates the Niners, man. We won too many Super Bowls in a time when they didn't want us to. You know, I mean, come on, everybody. We all know that the salary cap was instilled in the NFL because of the 49ers, right? Was it because of the Niners or the Cowboys? I know it was one of the two. T- it could have been both because Jerry well, Jones had money out the yin-yang and, and Eddie DeBartolo at the time was just doing some cricket stuff, right? But they both had bread. So they was if, if you know about the salary cap in baseball, it ripped, the teams really go how long they owners' money go. They owners, they owners got bread. There's no cap. So if they owners got bread, yo, they could go hit the Yankees. They could go and get a star-studded team. They might yeah. be players older on expiring contracts, but they're getting great players, great talent to hit at that little-ass field. So that's why the Yankees stay stocked. And the NFL, though, bro, is way different. So if you feel the 49ers, I, I'm with you because I feel the 49ers have been cursed since 1994. They, they won that Super Bowl, and then the cursing started right after that. We couldn't get Deion Sanders back on this team for whatever reason, and then boom, we get hit with the curse. Well, you want to talk about conspiracies, bro? Look at this. Um, yes, I do believe Jerry Jones has something to do with it. But you ever notice Jerry Jones's relationship with the NFL commissioners versus uh, Eddie DeBartolo? And by the way, uh, Eddie D, um, he got in trouble for not snitching. So it's it, it really facts. You know what I mean? Like, I, 
it's always been a theory of mine. I really feel like the the salary cap was instilled because Jerry Jones went and whined to somebody that the 49ers won a Super Bowl in what was supposed to be his 90s. So, uh, and then Dion just automatically disappeared. He had the best season of his life in San Francisco. He has never had a better season than he had in San Francisco. And he just, I'm going to go to the Cowboys. Come on, man. Yeah, but you know, I, I, rumor had it that Dion wanted to remain a 49er, but they couldn't work it out. Like, rumor has it that they wanted to remain, he wanted to remain a Niner, but they didn't, they didn't come at him. They, they let him go. They let him walk. They let him walk. So that's that's great. Seriously, what made the 49ers tell him that? You know what I mean? I got NFL, you, bro. NFL's, I'm going to tell you right now, bro. The NFL proved in the last couple of years that it's shady. One with the 49ers Super Bowl loss. I mean, come on. We're not going to go into that, but you don't call one hold on Kansas City. And Kansas City just happens to be in the same family as the Green Bay Packers, Lombardi, all that, you know. Um, the year before, uh, they squeezed the Rams into the Super Bowl and they didn't belong there. The Saints should have been had that Super Bowl. Uh, that would have posed the threat to Tom Brady, though. And that's their golden boy. I like Tom Brady. Don't get me wrong, but that's their golden boy. Anyway. Anyway, I mean, you said it You said it funny. They didn't call one hold on Kansas City, who was the number one team in the NFL for holding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you if I did the math, bro, if you called just three holds, um one on D Ford, two two or yeah, one off uh, three offensive holds. One was holding D Ford, two were holding Nick Bosa. All three of those would have been sacks. Patrick Mahomes only throws for 112 yards that game, and we're not talking about him as an MVP. But and just to bring back up, we don't mean to unleash these scars from the Super Bowl, guys. We just we just happen to be talking about conspiracies because Kendrick Bourne somehow is, is on the COVID nineteen list again. But my man Sloppy Diggins said, "Look, they couldn't have their new poster boy losing his first Super Bowl." Bam. We're going to leave it at that. I'm good. I'm done. I'm putting it to bed. We lost the Super Bowl. Now we're struggling in 2020 for whatever the reasons are. But we got to figure out how to dig ourselves out of this hole. We're four and five, and we're going to figure it out. But there's some more news I want to get to very quickly. Good news. Richard Sherman has declared to practice. Hey, that means that the the 49ers have 21 days to activate him back to the squad. Uh, what What are your thoughts about Richard Sherman being back, baby? I'm excited about it, man. He's a good leader for our uh, defensive backs. It would have been nice to have him against Seattle, but uh, hey, if he if if he can get back this weekend, even better. Yeah, yeah, man. I, it's funny because I, I know Richard Sherman gave up one bad play to Devontae Adams last season. I believe it was in the championship game. One, just one. He got he got hit on a cross route, got burnt, got him. But I guarantee you, Devontae Adams wouldn't have had the game he had. On Thursday night, if Richard Sherman was on that field healthy, I'm, I'm exactly. gonna say that, and I'm gonna leave it there. And to one that don't want to agree with that, just disagree. You could do that. I'm not even gonna argue with you, but I know what I'm talking about when it comes to Richard Sherman because I know Aaron Rodgers would second, third guess himself just throwing it into space when Richard Sherman is out there. You saw he picked on Manuel uh, Mosley uh, on some man coverage, and Mosley got beat. Then he had some good plays, but it, it was just a it's just a tough mismatch. For some reason, Mosley isn't as physical as we thought he was. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But I thought he played a lot better than he did against Seattle. So, you know, we're going to yeah. leave it at that. 
few other things in the news. 49ers activate. They activate wide receiver River Craycraft. And they activate safety Jonathan Cyprian. They've been promoted to the active roster from the practice squad. And your guy, I think it's Melissa's guy, Chris Fink, Finky, has been signed to the practice squad. Uh, he's been brought back. So that's some good news, right? The 49ers are trying to boast themselves up. And last but not least, they signed Josh Johnson, quarterback, to the 49ers practice squad. Listen, Josh Johnson hasn't thrown a ball for the Washington Redskins since 2018. But he is back. The one thing I do like about Josh Johnson is if a play breaks down, he out. Audi 5,000. I know he's slower now, but he's Audi 5,000. What's good, Michelle? He is Audi. So that's a good thing. Don't know how he's going to fare. Don't know if he's going to end up being activated. But this, this to me lets me know that Jimmy Garoppolo probably won't be back week 13, 14 maybe. And this is going to be a good a good chance to give uh, Josh Johnson some work if Nick Mullins can't get it going, if C.J. Beathard can't get it going. It might be possible we see Josh Johnson, who was a 49er. I think he was drafted by the 49ers, by the way, my, uh, if I'm not mistaken, or at least signed as an unrestricted uh, free agent. That's all I got for the news, Donnie. I know you want to hit something up real quick one time, so do your thing, baby. So before we get to that, let's just touch on what you just said. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is not going to undergo surgery this year. Oh yeah, um, that actually is. I think that's a good sign for him possibly staying in San Francisco, or maybe you know fighting for that chance to stay in San Francisco. Because if he gets to come back late in the season, he might be able to show out and um, change some minds if they're if they're looking in that direction. Again, I don't know. I would love for Jimmy to stay and succeed, but we don't know. But um, I wanted to get into something. And I've been kind of avoiding it the last couple of weeks because it's the the thing just pisses me off, man. And this is going to get a little bit intense. So former 49er Dana Stubblefield was sentenced to 15 years in prison a couple weeks ago for the alleged rape of a woman he was interviewing for his nanny position at his house. Okay. Um, He's doing 15 years. He was charged, found guilty, and sentenced. Um, the reason I wanted to speak on this is this, and we don't really get political on here, and I'm not really about to, but um, the it just rubbed me the wrong way, and here's why. So supposedly what happened was he interviewed this woman to take care of his house and his kids while he was working and she leaves interview ends everything's all good she leaves comes back because she forgot something right and allegedly he held a gun to her head and, and raped her right so here's my problem with all that in court she said that she was not mentally able to consent to this because she has some sort of mental disease or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Here's where my problem comes in. If you're not mentally able to consent to something like that, why the, are you trying to take care of somebody's kids? That just that, that's fishy. It's real fishy to me. Um, your thoughts? Anybody else's thoughts? I mean, you know, it's it's tough. It's, it's a tough situation when you're talking about you know rape. 
and things like that. I mean, I don't, I, I, I it, you know, whether male or female or child, whatever, you know, you, you have no idea unless you experience it, the, the traumatic things that it causes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, you know, he was wrong or she was wrong. I mean, apparently he was wrong, but all I'm saying is, you know, you, you, you just got to be careful out there, you know? And, and, and for, for people that, you know, say that they've been, you know, you know, you know, abused in that sort of type of way. I don't even like using the word rape, but right. been, that, that's been traumatized in that type of way, man. It's tough, man. Like I, I like I, I have no, I have nothing to say for Dana Stubblefield, yo. Like you put yourself Wait. in that predicament. You, he put him, he put himself in that predicament. Whether she's lying or not, that's not up to me, the judge. All I know is this is what she said happened. Obviously, something happened in court to where it was proven or whatnot, and now he he has to pay his time. Like that, that's just what it is. You know, it's the same treatment we give Bill Cosby. It's the same treatment we should give all these rich motherfuckers that do it every single day out of their lives, that they don't get the same treatment because they have money. My point is, you know, I don't even want to go down this route, bro, because it's really tough for me to talk about, man. But yeah, I, Dana, you you there, you know, pray prayers up for you, bro. But um I wanna make it, it clear that I wanna make it clear though that that you know if say he was guilty, I mean, yeah, go to jail. Uh, but we haven't really, you know, that that's been in the news a lot out here. I don't know if it's been covered too much out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I first read the article, I was like, damn, Dana, like, why? But then I read into it, and that's why I'm questioning the whole thing. Again, really happened, then yeah, go to jail, man. I'm not for it. It just looked, it looks suspicious to me. Not because he's a 49er, but in the climate we live in nowadays with a lot of things happening because of the color of people's skin that 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 rubbed me the wrong way so say less man say let's listen that's that's a great topic man um something we could definitely talk about on on, on a different show different platform for, for sure get get into it you know maybe do some research do some readings dig into it man because i i hate to see anybody struggle you know with you know with these type of things but uh you know it's unfortunate his he was put in that type of situation and you know now he's doing the time, so it, it, I didn't it, know that symmetry, but appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Right, so, okay. Sorry to take it down a dark road, but that is 49er news. So, um, yeah, yeah. And you already mentioned a little injury report that I wanted to talk about, man. Listen, good news about Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo will not need surgery. So that's huge news. Donnie kind of talked about it. So that means he will possibly be back late in the season. We could play the guessing game. I'm thinking week 13, maybe, maybe after the bye week. I, I don't see him coming back week 12 because we do. We play now. It's possible we could play against the Rams. I think Jimmy G will be returned for the Monday night game against the Buffalo Bills. I, I'm going to go out there and, and, and make my guess. What about you, Donnie? Yeah, um, I'm hoping so. Like I said earlier, I think if uh, I think if this is this could be his chance to maybe redeem himself enough to possibly be on that roster next year. And I'm hoping it. I really do rooting for Jimmy. I'm sorry, guys. I know a lot of you given up on him. Um, I don't want to. I want to see this guy succeed. You know, 
he was Understood. our first glimmer of hope in like years. So you know what I mean? Totally understand where you're coming from and your perspective, real talk. Me personally, I would love to see Jimmy G succeed in this system. He got us to a Super Bowl along with the rest of the team. He was one throw short from winning the Super Bowl. Injuries happened. It is what it is. Um, but I would definitely like to see him succeed. But I can't front, man. The thing I love about football is there's always somebody out there better trying to take your job. And if Jimmy G is not going to get on his shit to get his stuff and his act together to play better football, then there's going to be a guy that they're going to look for to do it. And that's the thing I love about football. And I know a few of my friends talked about it all the time. I think Tony being one of them or whatnot. A lot of you guys in here. Listen, Jimmy G has no competition. Nick Mullins is not competition for Jimmy Garoppolo. CJ Beathard is not competition for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think, you know, we talked about, you know, iron sharpening iron. Well, if you don't have iron in there, sharpening this iron is going to be a problem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shout out to my man, Akeem, yo. Real talk, bro. 1.8 gray weeds. Real talk. Like, Jimmy's struggling, and I'm not sure if it's because of injury, but it appears that he can't just read the field. And we've seen that before with Kaepernick. We've seen it before with Alex Smith. I'm just like, yo, we need a quarterback that could come in there and 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 do some of the things that we want to be done. You know what I'm saying? Some of the things that we want to be done. So hopefully Jimmy Garoppolo heals. And when he comes back, I'm sure he's going to be what you say he is, Donnie. He's going to be electric again because we've seen Jimmy succeed. And I'm hoping and wishing for the best for Jimmy Garoppolo, which is what I hope the rest of the 49ers faithful are because he's still a... 49er. All right, moving on. We're going to get into the nitty gritty first drive. And I told you we were going to bring you guys the first drive, whether we score, whether we don't. It's going to be the first drive. And I'm going to keep it a buck with you. This first drive in this game was was a little bit, uh, uh, what's the word, Donnie? It was a little bit um, embarrassing. That's the word I want to use. Uh, it started off decent. You know, it, it has some kick to it, but it was only four points. That's not a Kyle Shanahan drive. No, but it's a Nick Mullins drive. <laughs> Did you just take a shot at Nick Mullins? Nah, you know what? I'm taking a shot at all the people that said he was the answer to our Jimmy Garoppolo woes. I mean, man. I mean, look, last week, I kind of kept my mouth shut about it. And I know you guys were just being hypothetical, but it was about, you know, Nick Mullins coming into the game late and however many yards he got. But I think we all know that when you're up as many points as Seattle was in that game, your defense isn't playing the way it was at the beginning of the game. You know what I mean? So everybody in comments that, you know, Nick Mullins, it's like, dude, we've seen Nick Mullins at work before. I knew this was going to happen this week. Now, he didn't have a lot of receivers on his side. We got a lot of injuries that, that, that affected it. All I'm saying is I got nothing against Nick. I just everything against anybody that thinks that everything that's happened is Jimmy Garoppolo's fault. Oh, good. Hey, hey. Look, here's a fun fact before we go ahead and kick off this first drive. Fun fact. The San Francisco 49ers offense in this game didn't have, had what, two starters. Is it two? Maybe from the NFC Championship game. Lincoln Tomlinson, maybe three if you say Juice starts on the offense, but I don't think he starts on offense, depending on the set that we come out in or whatnot. But they didn't have many starters from that from that team. You know what I'm saying? So they were we playing it. with backups and third string guys. 
80.8 million being paid in salary to players that aren't even playing right now. It is a re- NFL record. 80.3 million, you said, on the injury report right now. 80.3, 80.8, I think. Ooh. I see. As a, look, look, Ke- Kevin, I'm with you on this. My man Akeem and I argued on his podcast. Shout out to Empire Podcast. Like, we, we argued, you know what I'm saying, about the quarterback coach. Because I felt like, you know, what Jeff Garcia was saying, and it kind of makes sense. How you got a guy that doesn't know how to, who, who's never played the position of quarterback, coaching a quarterback. I know coaches got to coach other positions. I get it. I understand. But now we talk about mechanics, and Jimmy is struggling in some of his mechanics. And I think that if they can get a better guy in there to work with his footwork, getting him stepping off of that back foot into his throws, it could be a, it, it could be a different Jimmy. Like and, and and I think that's why I want to see him in this offense because I think he can be capable of running this offense. Yeah, I think I think uh, Jeff Garcia might even be the man for the job. He's done mm. it before. Hmm. I think yeah, Jeff Jeff Garcia is probably definitely lobbying himself, <laughs> lobbying himself a well, job with the San Francisco 49ers. I was low key. I was low key trying to back him up right there. So. <laughs> No, I feel you. It's definitely probably a lobby. You know, hey, man, give me a job, man. I can sit there and I can coach whatever whatever. Listen, we got three plays we want to show you. Uh, they're not film clips because I'm tired of getting flagged. So I've got some still photos. We're back to that first drive. Play number one, Nick Mullins. It's first and 10 at the San Francisco 31. Shout out to McKinnon on that return, too. It was a pretty good return. Jerick McKinnon returning balls uh, again. Pause. Uh, 11.22 on the clock. First down, Nick Mullins. Uh, let's let's look at the play first. Let's go ahead and look at that. Uh, now, love the formation. Now, here's the issue. The, well, it's not really an issue. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys up there in the box. In the box, right? They got their safeties back here, another linebacker, whatever, and then blah, 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 the cornerbacks, whatever, whatever. All right, cool, right. So check this out. I kind of like how they plan. They already think it's going to be a run, and obviously it was not a run. <laughs> it was a short pass, which is like a run. So Nick Mullins passes short left to Richie James, uh, who was pushed out of out of bounds at the San Francisco 37 for six yards. This was a six-yard uh, pass. There was no yak on the pass, you know, something that Kyle Shanahan likes. There was no yak on it, but it was a six-yard catch, and it was right to out of bounds. That was the first play. I said to myself after this play, there's going to be some good dunking and dinking in this game to loosen up that secondary to get those linebackers off from that line of scrimmage so that the 49ers can somehow get back to what they love to do best, and that's run the freaking football. Run the football, man. Uh Second play. Ready for this? Nick Mullins in shotgun. Let's go back to the first play. Under center. Second and four. Under shotgun. Now, I'm not a huge fan of the shotgun on second and short. Right, right. On second and short. Like, I'm not a huge fan. I wonder what you guys think out there. You guys, huge fans of the shotgun on second and four. Now, I do understand why they go to the shotgun, right? I do get it. But I just think. I mean, and here's the cool thing. I can tell Nick Mullins is reading defense, right? Because how many guys we got up there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. With this uh, safety coming up, right? So we got some some linebackers 
up there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, obviously, he's going to, this guy's going to drop back in coverage on this particular player. I think that's, that's Craycraft or Taylor. Can't remember which one it is. And nope, that's Craycraft right here because Taylor's in motion if you look at that play. And the pass was incomplete because Nick Mullins threw the pass to Richie James. I knew Richie James was going to get the abundance of plays in this particular game because Brandon Ayuk was out. And I believe Brandon Ayuk was scripted to get a bunch of plays in this game. This was going to be the Brandon Ayuk show tonight, that night. I, I really do believe it. What about you, Don? I agree. But NFL had different plans for us, man. Um, it ended up being the uh, Richie James show. <laughs> it sure enough did. It, it definitely did, man. We're going to talk about Richie James a little bit later in the show. But guys... This was a forced pass. I, I thought this play was forced to uh, Richie James and double coverage. Double coverage, man. I wish you guys could see the play. It was double coverage. I know Symmetry says he doesn't mind shotgun at all. I, it's just something about that second and four that, you know, I just feel like you need four yards. Set up the play action, you know? And I think this was a play action. I believe it. I believe he bootlegged and rolled to the left, faked it to the running back back there. But... Be under the center instead of the play action. To me, it sells the run just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. We're going to talk about that, Kev, so hold that thought. All right? I now we want That would have sufficed. You know what I mean? Like Just get the, just get the first down. You know? Yeah. Keep, keep it down moving. You, uh, the, the Packers already scored. Aaron Rodgers already scored. And you want to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands the majority of the game, right? You want to, you want the ball in your hands. You want to control the clock. The 49ers, I thought for a second, that was their game plan, but it sure enough backfired real quick. Uh, so let's get back to this first drive, Donnie. They call a timeout. They're out in formation, third and four. They call a timeout. They call their first timeout, 10.51 on the clock, right? Third and four, the play is pulled up. Boom. Now, again, we're in shotgun. We're in the same shotgun formation. The motions are going to be a little bit different, right? If I'm not mistaken, this play was targeted to tight end Jordan Reed on this play, who caught the ball probably at this white yard line right here and then couldn't get the first down because he had two or three people on him as he caught the pass. Uh, third and four at the San Francisco 37. Shotgun Mullins passed short to middle Jordan Reed to the 40 for three yards short. For the first down, it was fourth and one, and they had to punt. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the 49ers nitty-gritty first drive. Exciting. <laughs> it, it's it's not that it, it, it yeah, it's just like different players, different offensive schemes, everything was different, but it seemed on that first down that Kyle was going to go in his bag. And you knew for a second he was going to use Richie James. But then again, he had some other wide receivers in there. Trent Taylor, River Craycraft. They had to come in the game and they had to kind of like, you know, pick up the slack of some of these other big playmakers and things like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I don't. What did I say? No. Oh, because I call Craycraft uh, uh, Trent Taylor. I, I hear you, Jonathan. That's not what it was. I just didn't see uh, Taylor in motion in the backfield. So my bad. I don't think y'all, all white people look the same. Come on, man. I don't get down like that, man. That's not my thing. Yes, guys, shout out. Um, guys, we must pay our respect to Alex Trebek. You know, rest his soul. Man, what a staple in, in, in the world, man. Not even the community. Just in the whole wide world, man. I think that Jeopardy should just shut down and never get picked back up. That's just my point. Because nobody knows the stuff that he knows. You know what I mean? Symmetry Another says... I think, in 2020, man. So, Symmetry, I agree. Symmetry... 
I know you be you rock with me on Twitter. And that was the first question I asked. Is he still affordable? Can we afford him? Right? Because I said to myself, if we can get Sanu back, not that he would have been this electrifying receiver, which we don't know. It's possible. But, bam. So Sanu, I guess, got picked up with Detroit practice squad, and this is probably why we couldn't get him back. Yo, So shout out to Nick NBN. Thank you so much for that news, man. That was the first drive, Donnie, and it was just piss poor. It was, it was bad. And then the rest of the game went bad. The rest, the rest of the game went bad. Now, I'm not going to front. The defense held Aaron Rodgers to a three and out on the next drive for those that watched the game. And then the 49ers offense started to pick up some steam. They drove the ball down the field. Your boy River Craycraft caught a touchdown, and they called it back. We kicked the field goal. It's now 7-3. to three. And then the rest was history. And then we had three points to, like, the fourth quarter, man. So I'm not – I don't even want to talk about the rest of the game, I, I, you know, as far as what happened in the game, unless there's something you honestly want to get out there in the open from the game, man, because we're going to talk about the highs and lows. But right now, yeah, it was black. But I do want to get into some stats, man. But go feel free to get your talk on, baby. Now nah, let's get into them stats, man. All right, man, check this out. We, we got some nitty-gritty stats for you guys. Now – Statistically wise, because of the way the game ended, the team was kind of like competing. But for the first three and a half quarters, maybe three and three quarters of the game, uh-uh. The offense couldn't find a groove. It was really bad out there. It was just like, what are they doing? Like they could, like fourth and ones, not converting them. I'm like, man, Green Bay and they back. Like they were mad at the 49ers from that NFC championship because the way they walked off that field, their souls were lost. Their souls were lost. Do you feel, Donnie, that the Green Bay Packers, especially Aaron Rodgers, felt like they redeemed themselves beating this 49ers team? I hope they don't because they didn't beat the same team. You know what I mean? They beat the, you know, our second string. But, I mean, come on, dude. We didn't have... Almost none of the same people we had out there last year. You know what I mean? So I'm not giving them that. You know, you beat you beat a very injured 49ers. Were you surprised that the score was only 34? They only put up 34 points. Were you surprised? Uh, I honestly, to be completely honest, I was surprised we let them get 34 points. I honestly thought that. Uh, our defense knew going into this game, like we gotta show up, and I'm with you. Yeah, I didn't. Again, I'm always gonna think my team's gonna pull out and win because that's what we do. Is that people don't? It's the 49ers, man. We pull miracles out our ass all the time. Okay, but uh, oh man, it was brutal. It was just brutal to watch. I think some of those guys with that that had that resiliency last season, I, I just don't think they're here. Uh, or or the resiliency isn't there, and they're still in like, yo, we went to the Super Bowl more. I don't know what it is, but the resiliency isn't there. They even play different. They coach different. The players are playing different. Um, they're, 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 they're atrocious at home. They are better on the road. The, the good news about going to New Orleans is that we're on the road. The question is, how many of our guys, our, our player players, you know, our star players, will we have 
to play in New Orleans? And that is the question that we're going to have to look forward to throughout the rest of the week as, as practices continue to go on or whatnot. Because we, we clearly don't know. But to me, I'm with you, Donnie. Like, I didn't expect the defense to give up that many points. And call me crazy, I just didn't. <laughs> the defense, we have the number five defense going into, the, into that week. Number five. The fifth best defense in the motherfucking league. Yep. And they allow Aaron Rodgers, who is a legend, could be possibly one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, they, they, they let him have his way. They couldn't get pressure on him. They couldn't bring him down to the ground. I watched Aaron Rodgers' 50-year-old ass run for a first down, bro. 89, bro. And pick up like 15 yards. Not even just the first down. I'm cussing because I'm upset now. I didn't want to talk about the game because I knew it was going to bring up some traumatic flashbacks or whatnot. Yo, I have not been myself since Thursday. Me either, man. I got sick immediately afterwards, man. I've literally been laid up in bed for the last few days. I'm on that game. So. It was, it was so bad. I was saying to myself, where? And here's the thing that pisses me off about the faithful. <clears throat> Whenever Jimmy Garoppolo is quarterbacking and the defense gives up 95 points, it's because Garoppolo couldn't get the offense going. I haven't heard one word about Nick. Let me pull this back just a little bit because I don't want to. I haven't heard one word about Nick Mullins not getting the offense going. Not one. And I haven't heard one blame to the defense. What is going on? Because I can't figure it out. Listen, I know some things happened in the game. Defense looked good on that second drive. You know what I'm saying? They were doing their thing. I agree. I, I get it. I'm with it. I'm cool with it. But then, you know, you know, Jaquaski Tart was flying around the field so much, he ended up with turf toe at some point in the game and had to come out. And the moment, the, 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 the split second moment after he came out of that game, Aaron Rodgers went to work. I mean, went to work. Yeah, he was getting the ball to Devontae Adams. You expect that. But he went to work over the middle of the field. Listen, stats. Look, team stats. Stats was pretty close, man. I Like, I, I'm not even going front. All right? They had four more first downs than we did. All right? They had five more passing first downs than we did. We didn't run the ball effectively like I thought we would. So I think that right there is why... Okay, Sean. Okay. Okay, I want I wanted to read this one first. And you could go back to my man Kevin. Okay, Sean. See, I I don't think Nick Mullins is garbage. I just don't think he can handle a full season of starting. Can I That's touch on that real quick? This is why people aren't speaking about Nick Mullins right now, because I said it earlier. You got all these uh, little beta. It's all over all these websites on MBN, on our thing, on our, our page, all that. Talking about Nick Mullins was the answer to our Jimmy Garoppolo woes. And they don't want to admit that they're wrong. They will bag on Jimmy all day. Don't give a damn that he's injured. OK, don't give a damn that he's he's possibly playing. Well, he is. He's playing on ligament tears. He's not even going to go get a surgery this year. It's not that he didn't need one. He had the option to or to not to get a surgery this year. He's opting not to get the surgery so he can try and come back and lay it down one more time and show why he's our quarterback. I respect that. I'm worried for the man because, you know, as soon as the season's over, he's going to go get surgery. 
But this is why they don't talk about Nick Mullins because they sit there and they bitch, 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 whine, whine, whine about Jimmy Garoppolo like it's all his fault. I'm going to keep it 100 with you, man. Like, it's everybody's fault. And it's it's Kyle Shanahan's fault, too. Mm. Bottom line, it's everybody's fault. This is a team game. I agree with you, Breezy. If he's not going to come out and be productive, walk, man. Like, a part of me was questioning whether or not he even wanted to be in San Francisco because of that mistrust between him and Kyle Shanahan. Um, you, let me ask you this. You ever see Bill Belichick get stomped the way we stomped them a couple weeks ago? You ever see Bill Belichick walk out to a quarterback and talk to him and congratulate him afterwards? No, you never saw it. Bill Belichick sees something in Jimmy still. He wants Jimmy over there still. I'm just afraid Jimmy wants to go over there. But, but, but here's the thing, Donnie. I'm cool if he does. Listen, they run two different systems. He he was drafted by that system. He learned that system. And that's the system that he just may succeed in. But Kyle, oh, yeah. Kyle Shanahan, on the other hand, had to conform his system to fit around Jimmy Garoppolo. Why did you go after and make a trade for a guy that you thought what that that couldn't that's not capable of, of doing the things you want? I don't know. Um, but he was definitely $25,785 million a billion times better than Blaine Gabbard and Brian Hoyer. I will say that on in a half of he's 20 billion times better than those guys. But again, Absolutely. those guys. Brian Hoyer is still with the Patriots. Those guys fit that specific system. That's why I said I want to see Jimmy succeed. I just don't know if Kyle is thinking about going in a different direction because he probably wants to open it up a little bit more. The one thing I will give Nick Mullins, one thing he gets over Jimmy Garoppolo right now, this is what he has over him, is he's able to get that ball down the field. He's just able to get it down there. I don't know if he just throws it up, wings it, and prayers it, and hopefully a guy comes down with it. But sometimes it's accurate, sometimes it's not. But he definitely likes to get the ball down the field. And I think that's the that's the one thing that Nick has going for him. But his his he can't read the defense neither. Like he just unless the guy's wide open, eh. You know, that and first it, drive we just talked about. He he was throwing the ball places he shouldn't have thrown it. You know, what I mean? man, that that bothered me. That double coverage throw. I mean, granted, he took the shot deep. If it was single coverage, I would have been like, cool. But it was in double coverage, and I was just like, eh, that could have been intercepted in pick six if they played it right. You get what I'm saying? Like that, that's how I was thinking about that throw. I mean, he did complete the pass to to uh to Jordan Reed on the next throw or whatnot. So uh he went two for three on that drive. So that's not a bad percentage. That's 66%. It's just where he chose to throw the ball. Now it's not all Nick Mullins' fault. No. But before no. we get into some faults and things like that, our highs and lows, let's go ahead and I'm going to put up who I thought was had the best offensive stats in that game and the best defensive stats in the game. Let's start with offense, man. It's 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 bar none. Richie James, bam. You want to read that, baby? Go ahead, do, do your thing, baby. I can sit back, kick it, you know? My man Richie, nine receptions. 184 yards and a touchdown. And I trying mean, to get another one. You know, he just couldn't yeah. get in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, that was the easy, I think that was the easiest uh, high for this game. Like, I don't have another one for you, so. Oh, I got you, another high, baby. I, I got another high. So, I, I got you on high. I thought he had the best offensive stats, but there were some players that I thought played really well. You know what I mean? Um, but, listen, Richard James did his thing. 
this, this poses a crazy question, and I think they were talking about this in the in the in the in the comments, man. Look, I'm I'm gonna keep it a book. I ain't get a chance to make a graphic for this joint, but here it goes. Ready? You got Kendrick Bourne, Richie James, and Trent Taylor. All free agents. Who we keeping? Mm. That's a wow. That's I didn't even think of that. That's a tough one. Who we keeping? I think I know my man Callie's answer. Sorry, that's symmetry. I think I know Callie's answer. Yo. Yeah. I mean, who you keeping? I, I mean, I would say Richie James at the moment. Um, did you did you throw uh, Kendrick Bourne in that mix? I had to throw Kendrick Bourne because Kendrick Bourne is going to be a free agent, bro. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just making sure. Um, you know, the thing about Kendrick Bourne, he's hit and miss. He'll have a terrible game, and then he, there's games where he's just—he's outstanding. I mean, he makes amazing catches, but we can't afford hit and miss. So I would, yeah, Richie, because now, he, like Richie, we saw him play in adversity the other day. I mean, it was literally kind of him by himself out there a lot of the time. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. Look, symmetry says, look, yeah, Richie has no film on it. He's not doing that every week. You're 100% correct, bro. It's not about him doing it every week. It's about him just being a mismatch out there. And it seems like every time Richie James is out there on the offensive side of the game, he's able to make some type of a play. If you go back to last season, and we have to, we haven't seen Richie James this season, but if you go back to last season, Sim, my man Richie James won the game in Washington. He won that job. He won that game. Of course, defense played lights out. But he legit was able to get that ball around. He didn't score. Dante Pettis scored a touchdown, but he kept a drive going. We were able not a touchdown. Did he get a touchdown in the game? No, that was an all field goal game, matter of fact. But I thought Richie James made the best plays in that particular game. His feet were great. His footing was good. He was he was getting the ball. He was running the reverse. Like we've seen him be electric. The question is, why are we not seeing him more? And it has to do with something about space just on this team i think we just have a plethora of wide receivers that do a lot of the same things and i think this might be um look symmetry says yo keep born it de depends on the money i want born on this team i do why a he provides energy b he catches the hardest passes c he he just has football it's just in him right he and and, and he doesn't let a drop affect his play on the next play that's a guy I want on my team. Now, we're going to see guys like Jalen Hurd come back. We're going to see guys like Jawan Jennings get a shot. And that might hurt the fact of keeping a Kendrick Bourne, in my opinion. But Richie James, Trent Taylor, they already let Dante Pettis go. I, this might be the end for Trent. Yeah, it could. I don't know. And you know what's crazy is we couldn't, we couldn't even trade Dante Pettis. We couldn't get nothing for him. Mm -hmm. So, um, I let me rewind a little bit because I'm seeing this in the comments again. Where are you guys getting that Aaron Rodgers wants to come to San Francisco? You do know he's locked in to Green Bay, right? Like yeah, 2021 he's in a situation. Yeah, I think it's till 2021. Uh, but I mean, there's always room for a trade, and I mean, some people got some some people got sources out there, bro. So I don't want. 
I, I, you know what I'm saying? I can't front. I'll take him over Jimmy Garoppolo, though. Like, you, that's just what it is. <laughs> I will. I don't want him or Matt Ryan. That's the other rumor flying around right now. Hey. It's hard to take, it's hard to not want those guys. It's not, it's especially Matt Ryan, who succeeded with a Kyle Shanahan offense. It's hard to not want, it's 2023 too, by the way. Thank you, Vegas. Um, it's hard to, um, you know, not want a guy. I don't see how we can trade for Aaron Rodgers because we just, we ain't got no money to sign the damn players we got that we want back. Listen, to be honest, though, Breezy, here's the problem with that. When it comes to quarterbacks, you got, you know, not you just, I mean, everybody's talking about all these guys that are so seasoned and on the verge of retiring soon. Um, I don't even think that fits with what uh, Lynch and Shanahan really want for this team. I mean, they want to build a dynasty. We've seen it in the last couple of years. They are literally trying to build a young dynasty, guys that we can, uh, we can stretch out over a few years, you know? So I don't know. Um, honestly, I think we're probably going to try and go in the draft. I mean, we may not get that high in the draft, but you guys all know how Lynch works his magic. You know what I mean? We end up with higher draft picks, not so much last year, but um, we didn't have be- a lot of draft picks last year, but they did trade up. Yeah, but and, and that's how we got Brandon Ayuk. Correct. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting offseason. I agree, man. I agree. But I'm not ready to get into the offseason yet. I know a lot of people out there watching film on prospects. They're talking about Zach Wilson, the quarterback, Trey Lance, I believe that's his name. They're talking about these quarterbacks uh, like that we could possibly draft, believe it or not. And, I, you know, it is what it is. I promise probably at week 10 on the off week, the bye week, week 11, I'm probably that's when I'm going to start watching some of these quarterbacks play football because it's clear that they're going to draft a quarterback. Why? C.J. Beathard probably nine times out of ten won't be re-signed. And they may not re-sign Nick Mullins as well, guys. So there, listen, listen. It, it, it's 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 going to be crazy. All right, it's going to be a crazy offseason. Listen, symmetry back to Richie James, and I believe this is who he's talking about. He says he doesn't make a he doesn't make plenty of splash plays. I'm not sure if he's talking about um, Richie James or KB. He says I like the kid, but he's not who I'm building receiving core around. If you give me the option of him. KB and Trent Taylor and I, I I get where you're coming from I love your football mind your, your, your theory is there here's the thing we haven't seen this guy play and you know what he reminds me of if I had to compare him to a wide receiver he reminds me of the dude that's the Scatlin dude that played for uh for Green Bay who had two touchdowns by the way and torched the 49ers defense so he reminds me of that guy, guy that can run, that can be shifty back there in the backfield. That if, if open, you saw, you saw Zach Wilson, you saw Richie put the jukey dukies on somebody on that defense. Up, oh, caught the ball, up, oh, stop, stop, to the left, to the right, boom, touchdown. Like you, I just think he needs more opportunity. I'm not saying he's the God's given gift. Brandon Ayuk is going to be our number one. Uh, Debo Samuel is going to be the guy that is going to get it done. This is why I just don't think we need a Trent Taylor. But Debo's got to play a little bit smarter and stay healthy, right? And then you got to factor in this other third wide receiver, and we still got our tight ends. I think we're going to be all right going forward. But, man, it's some stuff. Now, let's get to our defensive player of the game, and that is none other than the captain of the defense, Mr. Fred Warner. Yo, this guy is a monster Monster. I thought he had a bad game last week, guys. I'm not going front. I thought his game was bad against the Seahawks. But God, was he all over the field against the Packers. Yeah, he was. He's... Monster. I am every week, man. You do. 
This is your guy. Like, this is the guy you talk about each and every week. Even when he only get four tackles, low on the set, this is the guy that you talk about every week. It's so it's so fitting too that he's number fifty four. You got fifty Patrick Willis, fifty three Navarro Bowman, and this is the perfect follow up. Yeah, you know yeah. he's the perfect. I get what you're saying. He's like the. Now we just got to get that other guy. I mean, we run in a three. We run in four three, so it's a little bit different than having four linebackers opposed to three linebackers. I definitely like Dre Greenlaw. Um, I thought Dre Greenlaw got beaten coverage a lot in this game. That's just me. Um, I'll go back and, and break down that film a little bit, but. Niner Gang says Warner is the beast, is a beast, and he's the best middle linebacker in football. Now, I want to take 49er fanness out of this. Is he the best middle linebacker in football? Thumbs up if he's the best, or thumbs down if he's not the best. And if he's not the best, comment who you think is the best linebacker in football, the best middle linebacker in football. I know we're going to get all Fred Warners because this is a 49er show. I got it. There's some guys out there because Fred Warner clearly wasn't the best middle linebacker against the Seattle Seahawks. He just wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. No, Bob Wagner was. And he right. knew the whole game plan. I, I, I'm just saying. But I got you. Thumbs up? Cool. Thumbs up. We get, we get a lot of thumbs up. I, I, I expect to have 30 thumbs up by the time this show is over with. 30 thumbs up. Guys, thank you so much for, uh, for tuning in. Make sure you keep smashing that like button. We truly appreciate it, man. And we're going to keep the show going. We got a little bit more to get to, man. Damn, we had the 60-minute mark. What I'm going to do is I'm going to flash. We're going to talk about the high lows. We got a couple of rumors. I think we have time for three phone calls. Three phone calls. Please keep your call to two minutes. If not, I'm just going to cut you off. Sorry. Got another show to do later. Listen, it is what it is, but we love you. It's time for that Niner Talk. The number is right there. It is 475-549-7849. I will make sure that it's scrolling at the bottom of the screen. If you want to call in and get your get something off your chest, you got two minutes. Go ahead. Send a type a text. Don't call it. Text that number, okay? And then tell me who you are, and I will call you right back. We got people calling already. It's like they're not following instructions already. It says, <laughs> text this number to appear on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love us. I do. Defiant-ass 49er fans, man. It's not that. It's just people in general. Shoot. We just, you know. I love defiance, man. Come on. That was a compliment. <laughs> while while we get the while we get the three tech, whoever the first three people that text is who I'm calling back. That's how it's gonna work. All right, let's talk about the highs and lows of this game. All right. Uh high lows. You're gonna give me your offensive high and your defensive high, and then your and then I'll give mine, and then you'll do your lows. All right. Let's okay. go. Offense, defense. My offensive high is easily Richie James, man. I okay. mean, yeah, it was it was just exciting to see him play. I mean, when the ball goes his direction, I can trust that he's going to try and make a play on it. So, you know, um, we've seen some, we've seen some stuff this year where we don't even understand what our receivers are doing. Um, I didn't feel that way with him the other day. You know, he didn't have the perfect game, but yeah. So my, my defensive high, um, that's tough. And I'm going to go ahead and just uh, because of everything I've said in this game or in this show, um, 
going to be Dante Whitner. Here's why. I know he ain't playing for the team. Uh, <laughs> he spoke on the Niners again. The oh, whole wait story. a minute. Mm. Oh, no, hear me out. Hear me out. Um, he said some things this week. Uh, I think it was with Matt Mayoko. Um, I don't know why this dude is not working for us, bro. Why is he not on our coaching staff? Why is he not playing? I don't know why he doesn't play anymore. Um, I think it had something to do with an injury or something like that. But um, I feel like the Niners need to be called out on certain things. Granted, yes, I understand we're injury plagued this year. But there are certain things, too, that happen on on the Robert Sala side of things and even on the Shanahan side of things. And I think we need to mind like that on the team. All right, man. I tell you what, before I give my uh, offensive high and and defensive high, let's go ahead and get a couple of callers in because we got a couple waiting. So we're going to give my man Dion a call. Dion, a.k.a. Niner Gang Podcast. Let's see if he he answers on the first first try. Hello, hello. What's going on, Dion? How you doing, baby? I'm good. What up, Breezy? What up, Donnie? Man, we doing good, man. Doing real good. What you want to get off your chest, baby? Go ahead and get it off, man. Oh, man. I see y'all was getting into the offensive high and the defensive low. I got to roll with Donnie, man. That offensive high was Richie, strictly based on the fact that Richie is extremely underrated. Okay. And he's underused. We should get Richie on the field more, man. And you would be able to see him do the things that, you know, that he did in that one game. And at the same time, he's better than Trent Taylor. He just did. Yeah. You know, he proved that. He, 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 was, he was dope. And Fred Warner, for me, I look at everything from an objective perspective. Straight up, Fred Warner is the best middle linebacker in the league. There is no one better. If someone out there can find a middle linebacker that's better than Fred Warner, I'll be waiting. Because I really need to figure out what you're looking at and where your stats are and where your head is. Because it's definitely not screwed on tight if you don't think Fred's the best. When you got Aaron Rodgers telling you name recognition gets a lot in this league, but the truth is you're the best, you're the best. Good points, man. Great points, bro. Listen, brother, we thank you so much for calling in to that Nitty Gritty Niners talk show, man. We appreciate you. Stay up. Stay faithful, baby. All right, Breezy. All right, All right Donnie. Y'all have a good evening. Right, Peace. Peace. Look, man, you, you, you got somebody that agree with you. What the, what's going on? Wait, no, I'm just playing. Nah, he's right. He's spot on, man. Listen, but check this out. We're going to give another uh, person a phone call really quick. But I have my, my offensive high is a little bit different. Now, the guy I'm going to mention, you probably going to be like, what? All right, I'll tell you what. Here's my offensive high. Running back, Jerick McKinnon. Now, this is a guy who's supposed to have tired legs. I don't even know what the freak that means. Jarek McKinnon ran. I don't know if it's because there were no other running backs in the the camp, but he clearly said, I'm not getting beat out by an undrafted guy. Right. And he ran harder than hard, faster than fast, and ended up with a touchdown toward the end of the game. But he he definitely, to me, proved that he still belongs on this team um, fit-based-wise. If we come back full strength, there's no way a team is beating this team. This wow. I, I can't figure it out because they're not going to know what Jerick McKinnon is going to do. He lays no. the boom down there. He's a great blocking running back. He did miss a chip, though, um, with Justin Squeeby. He missed the chip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But listen, 
to me, that was my offensive high player. Um, I know a lot of you are going to pick Reggie James. I get it. But I'm going to give Jerick McKinnon some credit because they talked about this guy having tired legs. My defensive high player, one time for the one time. Who did I have for my high player? Probably, probably was Fred Warner. I Fred Warner, yeah. I, I didn't say here. Fred Warner because that was that was what was expected of me. No, bro. that was not my high. Uh-uh. That's not oh, what wow. I wrote. No, it wasn't. I gave my high to the guy they came. They called on the field. His first play on the field. Might not have been his first play, but I'm going to say it's his first play because my name Breezy. Jordan Willis came in the game and got the only sack on Aaron Rodgers. The only sack on Aaron Rodgers. Shout out to Jordan Willis. Welcome to the Bay, baby. You're a 49er. Keep up the good work. Even your boy Kerry Hyder couldn't get a sack on Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. Mm. So he gets my high. I could be high saying that, but he gets my high. Rewind though, Breezy, real quick. I want to speak on your 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 offensive high real quick. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, I would not disagree with you on that. Um, my cousin was on the show a couple weeks ago, G Money, and he made a comment that I just didn't understand. And I'm still trying to ask him why he feels this way. But he's like, I'm just not impressed with uh, Jarek McKinnon this year. I'm like, what? Um, yeah, Jarek McKinnon's crazy. Real crazy. Listen, we got another caller. We're going to give a call right now. It's your favorite 49er fan, Miss Melissa. And we're going to give her a call. She knows she has two minutes. She knows. So we're going to give her a call right now. Let's get that phone ringing. Boom. Bam. Bam. Ow. Ow. Hello? Melissa's in the building. What's going on? All right, I want to keep this real short. Uh, I want to ask you guys how you felt about the Steve PED thing. Uh, the Compton front skills school weird ass change of O line thing. Uh, I wanted to bring up Ricky has been a Nair legend since he got us our first Seahawk win in 18. So for me, it's always going to be Ricky James. And fourth, uh, the A Rod thing. Who had full coverage for that big run that he had in the first half? Because that was beyond pathetic to let that happen. All right, so let me just go back to your first question. Say your first question one more time. Uh, the Compton front skill. Oh, okay, the whole offensive line crap. Switch up O line thing. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. And then you also asked the last thing you said who blew the coverage on Aaron Rodgers' run? Or... Yeah, because he had that big run yes. right before half. Yep. And yep. I, I had like no idea what the hell happened, but there, there should be no reason why a 35 year old plus quarterback makes that big ass run for no reason. I'm with you, Melissa. Thank you so much for so calling. Those are in. my four big things. Yes, sir. That's all I want to call in for. No, we got you. We're going to answer your questions on the air, man. Thank you so much for calling right. in. Bye. Bye. All right. So she has some questions. Look. The offensive line right before the game got makeshift. I mean, shifted to the right. <laughs> we went from Grasso starting at center to Brunskill starting at center. Insert Tom Compton. Grasso's out of the lineup. I don't believe there was an injury. And Shanahan said this was the best offensive line set that we wanted to go with. This is this is what we wanted to go with. What, what did I say last week at the end of the show? I don't know. You remember? Okay, so... I wanted Kyle Shanahan to do stuff like this this week. We're injury plagued. Um, I want him to try stuff. I want him. I, I wanted him. I come on, man. I think deep down we knew uh, that this was this game was kind of out of our hands in a sense with all the injuries. Um, I said last week that 
I want Kyle Shanahan to go into this game, try a bunch of different things, test things out, see who's who's going to stick with us next year. Um, because let's be honest, man. There's it's we're in the toughest division in the league. Um, the chances of us going all the way have been slimmed down every single week. Um, that experiment, that the experimenting, which I think that was, um, is what I wanted to see. Whether it gets us points or not, man. I mean, it's it's time to, you know. No, man, it's 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 clear that Kyle Shanahan was doing something different, different out there. And you might be right on the head. Maybe this was like a preseason treatment to see which players. I mean, because they didn't really get a chance to evaluate some of these players. I, I wonder, had there been a preseason, if half of these players would have even been on the team? And that's a question we can ask ourselves because clearly... I mean, it is what it is. A lot of the players that played, though, would be depth. So you do expect your starters to be out there. You know what I'm saying? But eh, that was kind of weird. You know, like, I, why not put the rookie in? Why not put McKivitz in the game? He's a mauler. Why not let him maul out? Hasty struggled in the run game. McKinnon didn't pick stuff up later. We kind of had to abandon the run game. We went straight pass, 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 pass all the daggone time. And then all of a sudden, it was just crazy. I don't think shaking the lineup right before the game is something that I would have did. I do believe maybe they knew that. The players might have knew that. I know the fans didn't know it. And it clearly showed because Justin School got schooled. All right, let's get to our defensive and offensive lows. And then we're going to dip on up out of here, brother. Uh, offensive low, Nick Mullins, clearly. Um, again, I'm not putting the whole game on him, but come on, man. Interceptions he threw, unacceptable. Um, not saying Jimmy hasn't made, you know, done those two, but uh, yeah. Um, the defensive low, I was disappointed in the whole defense. Sorry. Like, it's just it, the fact that we allowed that many points. Fifth overall in the NFL, we allowed that many points. The defense was my low. I, they, were, they were my saving grace for this game. I thought they were the ones that were going to at least keep it close or within a touchdown, you know? So it was definitely a crazy looking blowout. Um, here we go. I, I, I like your picks. I do. I'm not going front. I can't fault you for going with Nick Mullins because Jimmy plays a bad game. They go Jimmy. Nick finished with some great stats. It's just the interception came at the wrong time. It just came at the wrong time, and that straight up swung the game to Green Bay's favor, man. They caught that ball, and after that, Aaron Rodgers had the ball in the short field. There's no way you thought he wasn't going to score a touchdown on that drive, which he did, and it was just, yeah. And then you picked the whole defense. I'm going to single somebody out on the defense. I get why you were mad at the defense. There's one player that I just don't think needs to be a 49er anymore. Okay. On offense. Second-year player, starting for the COVID Trent Williams, Justin School. You will never hear me mention this kid's name ever again. Now, I thought he played better at center than he did at the tackle position. You know what I'm saying? But he uh, And he never played. I don't know. I just thought he he just struggled. He was horrible. He and, 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 and how much of it is his fault? Right, you bring a second year and second year guy into a game that's going up against the Smith brothers, okay? And you're not even giving him any help. And then when you did give him some help, the help missed. Jerick McKinnon missed the chip block. 
to help. And then next thing you know, Nick Mullins had to force a ball up in the air. It might have been the interception pass, believe it or not, because that was a weird pass. Like, why did you throw that, Nick? Um, I know Nick struggled, but Justin School struggled even worse. He gave up three sacks. That's unacceptable, guys. That is unacceptable. Justin School, you can't give up three sacks. Unfortunately, you get my low player on the offensive side. Here's a guy that I just don't want to be a 49. I, I you know, I, 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 I like the fact that that he, I, I like, I, what, what, I don't want to say what I like about him because he's gonna give it away, but I do like the energy when he connects that he brings on the defense. But golly, he got to be the dumbest safety out there on the field, and I'm saying dumb because he clearly just doesn't get it. He gets. Yeah how to target and get to the ball. He understands to knock that ball out. You can tell his special team is in him. Like he, I'm going to punch, I'm going to knock this ball out. But Marcel, Marcel Harris, Marcel Harris, what are you doing? How do you leave a guy like Scatlin wide open into the end zone for a touchdown? That's unacceptable. Like, how do you do that, bro? I'm trying to figure it out. I don't get it. I understand the pass rush isn't there, guys. I trust me. But we're talking about a player that is playing in this system last year, you know, and then all of a sudden he's not progressing. I get it. The edge rushers aren't there. That's still unacceptable to leave a guy wide open. At least get beat. At least be three, five yards behind the guy and you running with him. He just he just looked back and he was wide open in the end zone. He must have thought Jimmy Garoppolo or Nick Mullins or C.J. Beathard was throwing to a wide-open receiver was going to overthrow, overthrow the guy. But that was Aaron Rodgers. So, Marcel Harris, you get my defensive low player. And that, that was probably harsh. I do want you on this team. I didn't mean it like that. Um, I'm just saying, dude, you, you, you came in the game and you've played well before, but why are you still struggling in coverage, my guy? Like, you can't still be struggling in coverage. I don't understand why Jonathan Cyprian wasn't in the game. Aaron Rodgers is back there playing quarterback. Jonathan Cyprian is a ball hawk. He's not going to come up and run up and get the pow, bam, bam, boom, bow, whatever. He's going to try to intercept the pass. Why is he not playing? Like, why? Not a rhetorical question. I'm asking why. Got me, bro. Let's get to some rumors, man. Let's get up out of here, man. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm confused. I'm still confused. Listen, <laughs> one rumor is floating around there right now, Donnie, and 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 I think my man Brian Baldinger is talking about this. He's saying something about how this particular player can probably come into the San Francisco 49ers and change the whole joint around. And let me guess. Let yeah. me get Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, guys. Sam Darnold, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I don't get it. Me either. I think Sam Darnold... Ask, ask yourself this question. And I could be wrong. I don't, I don't mind being wrong because a lot of you like to prove me wrong anyway. Is Sam Darnold better than Nick Mullins? That's the question you should ask. I, I know you're probably going to... He, he can't be better than Jimmy G. He, no. he, he could probably do a, a better D-pass. But, I mean, is he better than Nick... Because if he's not better than Nick, give me keep. I'm keeping Nick for four million. That's just what I'm going to do. Let Nick progress. I kind of see them as the same type of cornerback. Kelly, yo, I don't know what he is, but he ain't it. He's not it. He's not Uh, it. Somebody put in the comments uh, when I 
brought up the NFC West being the toughest division. Somebody left a dumbass comment saying that uh, we're in this division because we don't have a quarterback. No, we are the NFC West. We have the best coaches in the league on the NFC. Some of the best coaches in the league on the NFC West. You got Russell Wilson in the Seahawks. They are dominant. Okay, you got Kyler Murray and and, and the in uh, the Arizona Cardinals. You got. I mean, you got the Rams. That coach. I mean. Dude, stop putting this shit on the quarterback. Like, are you kidding me right now? It ain't just the quarterback. I guarantee you, with all these damn injuries, you think Tom Brady would fare better? No, he wouldn't. Sorry, maybe a little bit, but we still wouldn't be talking about going to the Super Bowl this year. Sam Darnold ain't going to come in here and save shit. Excuse me, sorry. I'm. I'm th- this type of stuff gets me mad, man. It's, it's a collective of things. It is not Nick Mullins. It is not Jimmy Garoppolo. It's it's a bad year. 2020 sucks. Okay. And the NFC West is just they're the NFC West, man. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm with you. I'm gonna agree with my man Vince though. Donald does have a crap coach. It's a crap system, and he doesn't have any weapons. I will agree with you, Vince. But why would I why would I if I'm giving up like a, a fifth rounder, okay. But if I'm giving up anything higher than a fifth rounder, which you know you're not going to be able to get Sam Darnold, he was a first round pick. So you know dang well they're going to want more than that just because. And because we the 49ers and people just go for the blood when they when they come at us for, for stuff. So uh, I would personally, I would rather have Matt Ryan. And I don't want Matt Ryan over there. Expensive though, man. You know, well, yeah, that's one. I mean, hypothetically, altogether. I mean, this is why I keep saying stop putting so much emphasis. I know we need a better quarterback situation, but do you guys all forget that uh, what's his face won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer? Different defense, bro. <laughs> no, I'm with quarterback. <laughs> Trent Dilfer ain't no ain't no top tier yeah. quarterback. Yeah, but but if we had our defense. We might be we might be saying something. The fact that our defense is depleted and injured and stuff like that, you know, I love to use that comparison. Don't get it twisted, bro. Because Trent <laughs> Dilfer was the worst quarterback, probably the worst quarterback in NFL history. He was worse than Jamarcus Russell, and Jamarcus Russell was bad. And Jamarcus Russell just didn't want to play football. Like yeah. that's what he was. Trent Dilfer wanted to play, he just couldn't. But he ended up on a Ravens team with the best defense, probably one of the greatest defenses of all time. And they won that Super Bowl. All right? That, that's what that was. Um, but, you know, that's just rumors floating around, man. You got Tack McKinley out there who's, you know, talking about being let go or traded or whatever or whatnot. That's, a, that's another linebacker we can look at. I, I personally just, we're just, you know what we're missing? We're really just missing a, a, a solid, decent edge rusher. And, I, I, and, you know, I'm surprised they didn't try to go after Ryan Kerrigan. But then again, he was expensive. The rest, the, the the Washington football team, excuse me, they wanted the bank for a guy that they're not even playing. And I get it. He still has value. Yeah. Well, and we got so much money right now going to guys that aren't even playing. It's insane, man. I don't even know how we're going to work all that out. Exactly. Exactly. And then you go ahead and you get a guy, you trade for a guy like uh, Ryan Kerrigan. He comes in and then he breaks a finger and then he's out for the rest of the season. And you just gave up a bunch of money 
or older guy. So I get I there's there's reasons to why stuff like that doesn't happen. But yes, Avery, yes, yes, Richard Sherman is getting those practice opportunities back. He should be back within the next three weeks or so or whatnot. Um, but guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in to the nitty gritty Niners talk. We truly love and appreciate each and every one of you. Donnie, any final thoughts before we get up out of here? Yeah, man. Thank you guys so much. You guys are truly the best fans in the world. And uh, by the way, the news on the Instagram and the Facebook pages has been lacking because I have been down for the count. Like, you ever been so out of it that you just don't even want nobody to talk to you? That's where I've been. The news is coming back up this week. I didn't get on the the, the quarterback signing or anything like that. But uh, it's there's going to be whatever news comes this week. You guys are going to hear it right here on Nitty Gritty Niners. I promise you that. Love it, love it, love it. Guys, again, on Facebook, make sure you guys are liking and following the page and also join the group. It's the same name. Go under groups, search Nitty Gritty Niners, become a member today. Yo, this your boy Breezy and my man Donnie Darko. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Nitty Gritty Niners Talk. Yes, the San Francisco has more holes than Swiss cheese. Yes, they do. They're holy right now, holier than holy, and they're banged up. But hopefully our guys get back. Make sure you smash that like button. Shout out to Peachy. Shout out to Miss Deb. Shout out to Kev. Shout out to Sim. Shout out to Melissa, Ari, everybody that's tuned into the show. We appreciate you guys. And stay faithful. Oh, we got a fax. That's what I'm talking about. We out, y'all. Peace. Y'all know that sound. Touchdown! That's a touchdown. You know that sound. Uh-huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot. Reppin' Niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Nitty gritty, this that Niners talk. Yeah. You don't yeah. like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that Niners talk. Yeah. We outline players up and chalk. Nitty gritty, this that Niners talk. Hey. You don't like it, better take a walk. Hey. Nitty gritty, this that Niners talk. Niners talk. Nitty gritty, this that Niners talk.